Hello and welcome to the Social Media Magic Podcast, the perfect podcast for TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, and teacher business owners who consider themselves to be introverts. Each episode shares all kinds of ideas, tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make more sales and grow your community on social media. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Hello, welcome or welcome back to the Social Media Magic Podcast. This is your host, Brittany. And last week's episode, we talked all about what's working on Facebook as of right now, as of late 2022, going into early 2023. On this week's episode, we're talking about what's working on Instagram right now. There is a lot of crossover. Obviously, Meta owns both Facebook and Instagram. So anytime Meta is adding new features to Instagram or Facebook, they're usually also adding it to these other platforms. But there are still some differences in how the content's consumed as far as what's popular on each platform. And of course, whenever they are focusing on one thing specifically, sometimes it doesn't carry over right away. So let's get right into it. We're gonna talk tactics first. So the specific things you do day to day on Instagram, which features you're using, what things you can add to your posts, what kind of posts to make, And then we're gonna zoom back out, look at the overall strategy and talk about how Instagram works in relation to Facebook groups, how you can schedule your content to go in different places and all that jazz. So let's start with what's working on Instagram right now. Before I get too deep into that though, just wanna give you a reminder that on December 5th, 6th and 7th, that's Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I am going to be hosting three individual free workshops where you can really put these things into practice. They're gonna be pitch free. I'm not gonna be talking about courses or memberships or product offers or anything like that. This is gonna be hands-on implementation time. So I'd love to see you there for that. You can register for any of those workshops at the link in the show notes. And even if you can't come live, there will be a recording sent to your email that you used to register, but I do recommend that you come live if you can, because that's where you can ask your questions. That's where you can get feedback in real time and get hands-on support through action and implementation as you start to get more strategic with your social media plan. Okay, let's get into it. What's working on Instagram right now? Even though everybody's been pushing reels for what seems like the past two years, reels aren't the only thing out there. And as with any social media strategy, you always want to be focusing on what is the goal here? What am I trying to do? So a couple of episodes back, I asked you to think about who are you on social media? Are you trying to be a content creator, someone who keeps people on the platform? So if you're creating on Instagram, are you trying to keep people on Instagram? If you're creating content on TikTok, are you trying to keep people on there? Are you using social media tools for content marketing so that you can drive traffic to blog posts so you can get more listeners for your podcast? And then eventually, of course, subscribers and sales, right? We wanna get more folks on our email list because we know that emails convert the best. We also want sales, right? We do know that there are people out there who are getting sales directly from links on Instagram, directly from their Facebook group posts. Last week, we focused on Facebook specifically. So I touched in general on Facebook pages, your personal profile and groups. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go and listen to that one as well. This one, we're gonna be talking all about Instagram and they do work really well together. So whenever I'm like batching content, whenever I'm scheduling it all out, I will go in the meta business suite from my business account, from my Facebook business page, and I will schedule content from my page pages, my groups, and on Instagram all in one place. And I will make sure that when I'm looking at the posts, and this is just a tip for you as well, you always want to make sure you're looking at the preview and how it's going to come out once it posts so that it looks good. Because like, for example, if you say link in bio, that doesn't make so much sense on a Facebook business page post, but it does make sense on Instagram. So make sure that you're editing those calls to action to make sure they make sense. Okay, so what's working on Instagram? Let's actually get into it. I keep getting sidetracked. So the first thing is carousel posts. 
If you're looking for engagement, and by engagement, I mean people liking, people commenting, people sharing things to their stories, people sending things to their friends, which by the way, those are gold. Everybody talks about likes and comments, and those are good. But when people save your content and kind of use those collections, almost like you would a Pinterest board, by the way, if you haven't done that before, you can actually make different boards on Instagram. We call them collections, but I call them boards. So try that. Try to play with it a little bit as a user. Scroll through different posts that you see and save them into different categories because that will give you an idea of what other people are doing. Now, do people actually go and actively look at these collections again? Probably not. But when Instagram first rolled this feature out, they definitely noticed an uptick in people using the platform and getting more engagement. So make content that will make people want to save it. That will make that post get pushed out by Instagram to more people. And of course, if your content is good enough to be saved, that someone could go back to that information over and over again. If it's like evergreen and it's always relevant, that means it's really good content anyway. So good content is king good distribution is queen. You want to make sure that you're making content that is savable and also shareable. Is this something that someone will see and go, oh my gosh, that is so me. Or, oh my gosh, that is totally my friend, Jessica. I'm going to send this to her. Now, usually this works with like memes and like funny, relatable content. So it won't always like be relevant if you're making value. But if it is super value packed, I know I saw this one post by this girl named Maya Nichols. She's an Instagram expert. She had this post. It was a carousel post. And on each different slide, so a carousel post, in case you don't know, that is an image post where there's more than one image. So when you like flick the screen towards the left, you see another image pop up and you can usually put 10 slides max on each carousel post. And she had this great one where for each stage of of growth, she had different recommendations. So if you have between one and 500 followers, do this. If you have between 500 and 1,000 followers, do this. And you know what I'll do? I will try to find that link. I'll make a note to myself to do that. I'll insert that link in the show notes to her profile. First of all, she's a great follow if you're trying to grow your Instagram account. But I just think she did such a masterful job at that. And of course she's good at it. She's good at Instagram, but she did a really good job of getting you excited enough to not only stop the scroll on the post, but to actually flick through and swipe through each slide in that carousel. So I'm my nickels, I'm making a note now, um, carousel, and I, it'll have, it might take me a while to find it. So hopefully I do. If for some reason you're going through the show notes, by the way, for this episode or any episode, and you don't find something I mentioned, please DM me. It's totally possible that I mention it. I write it down and I forget, forget to insert it. Okay. That happens. So if that happens, DM me, I'll get it for you. Okay. So carousel posts are great, especially if you can have something in there that somebody would be able to share to their own stories, you know, use that little uh, paper airplane icon, either send it to a friend or send it to their own stories, share it to their own stories, something that would say something about somebody. So an example of this is from the travel brand. I might make a post that doesn't have a picture of myself or anything like that, but it might say something like, travel is the best form of education. And I might have a beautiful like sunset in the background. That is something that somebody else could resonate and relate to. And that is something they could share to their stories really easily because it says something about them, not because it's content I created. So if you can create content that really speaks to the people who are consuming it and they're like, yes, that is absolutely me. Oh my gosh, I so resonate with that, the better. Carousel posts. Now let's talk about reels with a series. Reels, well, I'll say they're not as hot as it used to be. Like the first few people who were doing reels were getting so much traction and so many followers from them just because there were fewer people who were willing to do them. And that's true with anything. Anytime a platform comes out with a new feature, use it, play with it, test things out and try things because they want for those features to get used and seen so they could do some more testing themselves and they will reward you by pushing those posts out to more people. So anytime there's a new feature, try it out, get good with it. 
if you can tell a story and storytelling is good for any kind of social media, but if you can have it set up in a way that people want to come back for more, they want to see part two, they want to see part three, that is excellent content. So see how you can create reels that are a series where people can see that like one starts with the other begins. And you could even see how someone might do this with a podcast. You can even look at this podcast. If you look at the progression from like the first episode to the last one, I'm really am trying to kind of take you on a journey so that I think about, okay, if this seller has this, what are they going to need next? And I'm always thinking about that when I'm doing my own content planning. So do that for your own. If they see one reel, what is the information they're going to need after that to be able to take action on the next step? What are they going to need next? If you can anticipate those needs, your content's going to be so much better. Easier said than done, I know. And and reels, real, oh my gosh, I mean, creating a reel is its own course right there. There's so much to it. Also, I'm not sure if she still has her membership going, but Chanel, she had, I was in her beta membership for creating reels and oh my gosh, it was so good. By the way, go check out her podcast, Routine Your Dream. It is super motivational. She's had a lot of success as a teacher author on Teachers by Teachers and as a traditional author with her own book. Go follow Chanel. Her content's great. So reels of the series and also photos of captions. I mentioned this for Facebook, but this rings true for Instagram as well, that if you have a well done photo, it was taken well, it's been edited well, I highly recommend the Lightroom app. If you're looking for a good editing tool that's free, if you have a good photo that tells a story in itself, but then also a good caption to back it up, oh my gosh, that can be so powerful. Now, it's not always gonna get as many likes, saves, and shares, and maybe comments as a real series or as a carousel post, they're still worth sharing, especially if you're showcasing like the benefits of a product. And remember, we're talking about the benefits of product, not the features of a product. You don't just want to say a resource has 10 pages, right? Like the, the teacher won't care about that, but what are they going to get out of it by using your resource? That is when you want to highlight what problems are you solving for them with that resource. And you can do that in your storytelling on social media. You can do that with reels by showing videos of it in action. And I know that not everybody can show like videos of resources in their classroom, especially if you're not in the classroom anymore, but even just maybe due to like privacy things for your school. I totally get it. I taught on a reservation for five years. We were not allowed to video kids. And honestly, I don't think it's personally right to do that for marketing anyway, because they're actor, they're technically actors not getting paid if you're using their content in your marketing want to have a video of it in action. So even if it's just like you or your own kids, like playing with it, coloring it in, cutting and pasting, whatever it is that someone is going to be doing with your resource, the more that you can draw someone in and show them how it's going to be engaging, how it's going to be helpful, the better. With that, engaging stories, right? I feel like I'm going to say storytelling like 60 times before this episode's done, but the more that you can tell a story and take your viewer, your listener, your follower on a journey throughout that piece of content, the more effective it's going to be, the better your sales are going to be. What could you do in your stories to bring someone in? It doesn't have to be something exciting every single time too. I recommend just maybe even keeping a journal or use your notes on your phone or use a stack of sticky notes by your bed and every single day write down the least boring thing that happened to you. I almost said most exciting, but obviously we don't have exciting things happening to us every day. So write down the least boring thing that happened to you and think, how could I turn that into a story on the next day? And you could tell it in your like story, like you just turn your camera on, you point your face at the camera and just start talking, telling them what happened. And I think you'll find that people will start feeling way more connected to you. They'll find you much more relatable and it gets a lot easier. Like you don't have to be done up. You don't have to have makeup on. You can be in pajamas if you want. You can be having kids go crazy in the background. It doesn't matter. And people will connect with that anyway, but they'll just start to see that you're not just there to sell to them. I mean, even if you are obviously like using social media as a sales tool, that you're there to actually engage with them. 
Okay, now we're going to talk about accessibility for a second. I highly recommend always, always, always use captions. And I also recommend using closed captioning if captions aren't available. And I will admit, I don't always remember to do this when I'm making reels, but it's something I'm really working on personally. So maybe if you're listening in the future, I will already have mastered this, but I recommend you really trying to do this. It's good for accessibility. If someone has, if someone's hard of hearing or if they're deaf, you want for them to be able to interact with your content too. So make sure you always have captions on your stories. Make sure you have captions on your reels so that they don't miss what you're saying. And if you have music in the background of your reels, I would recommend putting some text on there. You could even put C see semicolon so they know that's what it is that way you're typing out what is happening in the songs like whatever they're saying in the lyrics I know it's an extra step and it's extra work for you but one your followers are really going to appreciate that especially if they're deaf or hard of hearing themselves and also as educators as teachers we're always thinking about ways that we can make learning more accessible in our classrooms so I think why wouldn't we do that for content why wouldn't we do that for our followers I mean teachers can be deaf of hard of hearing too and even if they're not they want to support content creators and teacher authors who do care about that. So I'm not telling you you have to, but it is something to consider. And I have heard strategically that platforms are going to start prioritizing content that is more accessible. So like on blog posts, like is your font text like 16 point or higher, which is actually pretty big, right? But we always need to be thinking about how can we make our content more accessible and more relatable to everyone who would be following us. And speaking of captions, you want to have keyword rich captions. In the actual text of the post, if you're doing a carousel or even a reel, I put text on reels or even a standard photo single post. You want to have captions that have keywords in them. So what is your content about? If you're talking about teaching place value to the thousandths place, make sure you have the words place value, thousandths, hundredths, decimals, whatever it is that you're going to be saying in the content, make sure that you have those words and terms in the captions as well. We don't want to keyword stuff. We don't want to put the same thing like 60 times to where it doesn't read naturally, but we do want to give Instagram an idea of what our content is actually about because Google is indexing reels and TikToks, by the way, which is wild, but they're also going to be indexing posts. So we want to be thinking about how can we make sure our content gets found? And as time progresses and as algorithms get more sophisticated, hashtags are going to become less and less relevant. So don't worry as much about hashtags. If you have a few relevant ones that aren't super saturated by millions and millions of posts, go ahead and add them in. But it's way more important to have strategic keywords. And I would say buying keywords, which I talked about a couple episodes ago, and having as many of those as you can in your post still sounding natural. At least as of right now, hashtags are still somewhat helpful. So I would say have a few in there. You know, don't just have the general one. Like if you were in the travel space, I would say try to stay away from travel blogger because there's just millions of people use it. Same thing with teacher. Like if you put teacher gram or teachers of Instagram, or it's going to get pushed down so quickly because so many other people are using that same hashtag. But the more content specific you can get, third grade teacher, fourth grade teacher, math teacher problems, things like that. Things that, by the way, not only other sellers are using, but teachers are actually using. I see this a lot, like people will put TPT seller, TPT author, teacher author. That's helpful if your audience is TPT sellers and teacher authors, but that's not super helpful if your audience is teachers, because why would a teacher put TPT seller? Why would they follow that? Unless they're looking for resources to buy, which I would recommend, or which I would reason they're probably not, because people aren't usually going on Instagram for shopping. They're going on there for like education and entertainment. Okay, another thing that's working pretty well right now is podcast audiogram soundbite reels. 
With that, I don't mean that every reel should be clips of your podcast, but it does really help to build awareness of your podcast. And actually one of my clients, she has a top 1% podcast. She now has like 23,000 followers. And I started with her like eight months ago. It was five or 6,000, which is pretty cool. Pretty proud of that. You want for people to listen to your podcast, right? You're putting so much time, effort, and work into that. So make sure that you're showcasing your podcast with reels in your stories. You want for people to hear your voice and connect with you. And the more touch points you can do for that, the better. Okay, let's talk about a couple other features. So when you're making photo posts or carousel posts, you might have noticed, now all features get rolled out at a different rate, so you might not have it yet, but there should be a feature that says something like um, add an event, okay? Or add remind about an event. So if you click that toggle on, you can actually put an event on there, or you could even have it set towards like no start and end time, it's just all day, to remind your followers about. This is great if you're launching with a webinar or a workshop, or you just have something coming up that you want them to be a part of. Maybe you're gonna be going live and you want to remind them, then set that reminder. One, Instagram is pushing out those posts more often now, so definitely, you know, those new features always use them. And secondly, it gives people an option to click remind me and Instagram will actually remind them, send them a notification when you're about to go live, even if you're not someone they usually interact with and follow. And that's super important, right? Because anytime we, interact with something online, unless we have a business ourselves, we're usually not super intentional. Like we do it and then we immediately forget about it an hour later. So the more opportunities you can give somebody to remind them about what it is that you're doing online, the better. So do that. And then also once you send that post to your stories, which I recommend doing, I always share carousel posts and single posts to stories. Like so people who watch stories and don't go to the feed can still get that information too. You'll actually see when you share it, tap on the post and you can actually see the format changes a couple of times. And if you have a reminder set to that post, post, you can actually make it so that someone can tap remind me in your stories. And that's another opportunity for them to see the event you have. And then if you want, you can even add a link sticker to that story so they can go to a certain like registration page if you have an event happening off of Instagram. If you do have some kind of event happening, whether it's on Instagram or off of Instagram, use the countdown sticker. I think countdowns are really effective anyway. Use them in your emails too if you're using them there. But the countdown lets them know how soon it's happening. It sends them a reminder. And if they see your story and you're about to go live, that gives them another reminder like, oh yeah, that's right, she's going live in three hours. And so you could even share that countdown to your stories every day to let people know how close you're getting to the event or same thing if you're about to go live. And then stickers in general, use the question box in your stories. Give them opportunities to respond to you and and to interact with the content you're sharing. Use the link stickers to share your freebies and opt-ins so you can grow your email list and link to products when it makes sense. Now, don't overuse it. You want to be strategic, but make sure that people know where to find your stuff. Use fun stickers. I always like to have like the tap button when I want someone to tap something or slide, or sometimes I'll just put like a fun sticker too that makes sense. Like if it was Halloween, you want to have it super cute and fun too, because remember people are going on Instagram to like be entertained. So they're not just going to learn a whole bunch of stuff or buy stuff. And if you can add your own original sound to your reels and to your stories, the better. Yes, music is really fun, but the more that they can hear your voice and strategically, the more that you can use your original sounds in reels and stories, the more likely it's going to get pushed out to more people. Instagram is really prioritizing original content right now all around. I think actually that's probably the case for all platforms. So if you can use original sound in your reels, in your stories, even better. 
And then finally, this is still being beta tested, so not everybody has this feature yet, but you might have noticed that when you're creating a post, you have the option to add categories. If you do, I highly recommend using them. Now I know that the one for education, at least on the account where this feature came available, it looks like right now you can only toggle on teaching methods, which you know doesn't get super clear because teaching methods can mean a lot, but select as many as possible. If you're talking about teacher burnout, select the self-development tab. You can add up to three topics, so use them. This might be actually part of the algorithm for how Instagram is sorting content and figuring out who to send what, and that might even be helping Google index. So always use the tools and features available to you when the platform makes them available to you. Okay, so those are the tactics. Like I said, that was a lot. Same thing as last week. I don't expect you to use all these 20 tactics today or this week, and you shouldn't. Start with one or two or three of these tactics, try them out, see how they go, and let me know how it went. By the way, I'm on Instagram as well, Brittany Verlinich. I will be sure to put that link in the show notes for you as always. And if you're already connected with me over there, send me a DM. Let me know what you tried, how it went. And as far as things that always work, remember that people are looking for connection. They're looking for you being authentically yourself. They're looking for strong and clear messaging, strong branding, and good offers. Those things are going to work no matter what the platform is, no matter what it is you're offering or selling or how you're positioning yourself. Those are just marketing true things anyway. So that's it for this episode. And I hope to see you on December 5th, 6th, or 7th for our workshop. If not, I will see you on the next episode of the Social Media Magic Podcast.